Okay, Bokatov, good morning, good Erev Shabbos. Very short day today. Hopefully we'll be able to give you something to think about as we uh, prepare for Shabbos. I want to thank our uh, annual sponsors, Ilana Mark Rothenberg, Rachel Feiner, memory of Ilana Rachel's father, Azriel Benyako Feiner. We appreciate it. What I'm going to try to do today, I usually break it up in uh, two or three sections. This is going to be one long uh, Devartara with uh, five sections, but it's all going to depend on the clock. But we'll try to build one idea that uh, really struck me. You know, one of the Rabbi Willig spoke in a sukkah. This goes back uh, a few weeks ago. Gave a very fascinating discussion about how do you listen to a Devartara. It could be a training course that uh, we should give to rabbi, that we should give to congregants. You know, rabbis are told how to speak, how to listen to a Devar Torah. So it's a very interesting talk. And uh, one of the things that he said was you should be a critical thinker. Just because the rabbi says something doesn't necessarily mean that there's not a response to it. Or if you read a Devar Torah, sometimes a Devar Torah is meant, especially if it's given at a Shabbos table, to provoke. You know, it, it should be able to provoke some conversation. And it's not like anyone is being disrespectful. So I want to present the Devar Torah today, which I'm going to get to, from uh, one of the great Gedolim in Eretz Yisrael, who needs a refor shlema. His name is uh, Rab Moshe ben Devorah. It's Rab Moshe Sternbach, who's still going strong, but he, he's going through some uh, challenges today. I've discussed him in the past. He was uh, spent a lot of time in South Africa, and apparently... I wouldn't say he calmed down, because, you know, he's very strong to the right, to very Haredi, brisker, uh, but he learned a lot about uh, the diversified uh, world of South African Jewry, which is not the same as Israeli Jewry, and his famous, very beautiful chuvos dealing with people with different religious backgrounds. Then he came back to Eretz Yisrael, and he's definitely identified uh, very strongly with the right-wing uh, element of the Haredi world, but he has great insights, and he has a number of commentaries on Chumash, the one that uh, I've had for years that my brother gave to me is uh, Tam Ladas. It's more of a short varts on the Parsha. Last year they published a, a five volume. Now it's become a six volume because they added Tfila of Chuvos Van Hagos, which is the name of his Svarim on Halacha on the Parsha. It's very provocative. And that's uh, really inspired my thoughts today. And I have a response to his Devar Torah. So that's part of where we're coming from with full respect. But we're going to give a little background. We'll back up a little bit. And we'll try to get this done in the right time. There's Rabbeinu Bachya in uh, last week's Parsha that I didn't get a chance to mention, but you'll see the connection. Rabbeinu Bachya, one of the great Rishonim, he actually had two Rabbeinu had a tremendous influence on his life. The Rashba and Rabbeinu Yonah. You know, the Rashba is very halachist. He was the halachic uh, leader of the Jewish community in uh, Spain, and Rab, what we call today Spain. Rabbeinu Yonah is also a great uh, halachist, but he also is known for his commentary. Uh, we say Musser, Shari Tshuva, he wrote on Mishle, and the Rabbeinu Bachya combines a lot of them, and he's very much influenced by the Ramban, who is a uh, previous generation as well. So the Rabbeinu Bachya makes a fascinating point. He asks a basic question, Avraham Avinu, Avram started as Avraham, and Hashem upgraded his name as a reflection of progress in his life, an aspiration. Avraham, you see the same thing with Sarai. And you see the same thing with Yaakov, right? Yaakov, it wasn't totally a name change, but it was a, a name addition. Yitzchak is the only one whose name did not change. Now, it's true, if you went into the bris in that room, you would have heard one time Yitzchak called Yitzchak with a shin, a sin, 
but that's still Yitzchak. There's a special reason that why sometimes, uh, I think four times, Yitzchak is called Yitzchak, but it's still the same person. So why, you know, Yitzchak was, uh, we're going to read in this week's parsha. I mean, he's a carbon. You know, he's elevated. No one's elevated more than Yitzchak. You know, he is uh, fire. He's Gevura. So why doesn't he get a special name? You know, you think that after the Akedas Yitzchak, I don't know, we should call him Yitzchaki. I don't know, call him uh, probably some, some other name you could come up with, Evet, whatever the name would be. So what Rabbeinu Bachia points out, it's very interesting. I'm sure you could answer this question. Avraham Avinu was given the name by his father and by his mother. Yaakov Avinu was given the name by his uh, father and by his mother. Yitzchak was given the name by Hashem, right? That was in last week's parsha. Hashem said you're going to call his name Yitzchak. A name that's given by Hashem doesn't get upgraded. Now, then he has a point with a little bit of Baum's influence. There's someone else that we've been reading about, we read about this week as well, who was given a name by Hashem. There are actually four people in the Torah Nevi'im and in Torah Nevi'im who, who are given names by Hashem. Who else? Yishmael, right? Yishmael was given a name by Hashem. The point of it being that uh, Yishmael didn't turn out like Yitzchak. We'll see what happens at the very end. But the life of Yishmael is summarized in one pasuk in this week's parsha. Vatera Saras Ben Hagar Hamitzris Asher Yoldali Avraham Mitzachek. He was a Mitzachek. Mitzachek, you don't want to be called by your Rebbe. You know, on the on the report card, you're not going to make it too far. You won't get promoted. Mitzachek. What does Rashi tell us? The Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar uses the same Chazal. It's a summary of three activities that he was involved with. Avodah okay, so he wasn't, uh, you know, today Avodah is real bad. Then that was very natural, so maybe we'll give him a break for Avodah That's what his friends played with, you know. Then there's Ritzicha, he was involved in uh, murder, and there's Gile Arayas, right? So it's pretty bad, you know, those are the big three. And what uh, Rabbeinu Bachia adds is he was not just involved in his own taivas, but he was a mitzachek, he made fun of Yitzchak. You from me, little boy, nothing's ever going to come of you. I'm the man of the streets. You're following a Masorah. This is all, you know, crazy stuff. It's extremist stuff. So the point is that building on the Rabbeinu Bachya, just because you're given a name from Hashem, that's no guarantee. You could give, be given a name by Hashem and you could turn into a Yishmael. You could be given a name by Hashem, you could turn into a Yitzchak. It's not the name. That's what you acquire. It's what you end up achieving. So a name is an aspiration, but not everybody is able to fulfill that aspiration. So that's just an idea in itself that has great value. But then Rav Sternbach comes along and he says, okay, bottom line is Yishmael was a tough guy. But how is it possible that Avram Avinu could throw out his own kid? I mean, this is the guy who has Midas Arachim in Avraham. He tries to save Sodom. He tries to, he welcomes people into his house who are strangers, even idol worshippers into his house, and his own son, he's willing to throw out. You know, everyone always asks the question, how's he willing to kill his kid, Yitzchak? But we know how the story ended. But with Yishmael, we'll have to see what happens really at the end. It, it, it wasn't like he left the house and all of a sudden he became a Balshuva and he started his own yeshiva of Yishmael. He lost the influence, any positive influence of the father. And it's not really a kasha on Avram Avinu. Who's it a kasha on? It's a kasha on Hashem. Avram Avinu, if you look into it, into the parsha carefully, he was very hesitant to throw out Yishmael. It was his son. And, and anyway, it's inconsistent. He was that, 
open house, man. Avraham, we use, you had the open tent. But your own kid, you throw out into the streets. So it's a good kasha. But he had no choice. Because what did Hashem say to Yishmael? Maybe what Hashem has said to almost every Jewish man. Everything that your wife says, you should do. Now, as I say it in front of men, but the women are going to be listening as well. You got to get rid of him. That's what Hashem said. So Rav Sternbach says, what happens to the Midas HaRachamim? Whether it's a question on Hashem or whether it's a question on Avraham. Maybe it's an Isayan for Avraham. What happens to it? He says, Hadava Pela, Shahalo Avraham Avinu, Kirev Alafim He was the outreach man of the year. Umidaso Haisa Midas HaChesed. Chesedli Avraham. That's a pasuk we use in uh, Micha as the, the model of kindness. V'davkes ben Shalom Yishmak Giresh Mibeso. You know, you want to talk from a marketing perspective, it's terrible marketing, you know, for his movement of being open as people are going to say, look at the skeletons in your closet. You know, the media, the paparazzi must have been on this one. Look at his son. So Rav Sternbach quotes from, uh, I'm throwing in a lot of sources today, he throws from the Alta of Kelm. Right? The Alta of Kelm was very, very uh, great man who loved people. He was one of the great students of Yisrael Salant who lived in, uh, from 1824 to 1898, if I have my dates correct. So he says that what you see over here is She'avram avinu lo mitzvot chesed b'midas nafsha. He wasn't nice just because that was his nature. Now he did have a good nature, we see that. But he was also nice because that's what Hashem told him to do. See, you could be a nice person and then you're going to come up with all your own conclusions. But there's also a certain legal system that's in effect. And this has a manifestation in many different ways. You're a nice person, but it doesn't mean that on Shabbos you could go say, necessarily write out a check to someone, even though that's the nice thing to do, because Hashem says you can't do it. So he goes on to say that what Avra, Hashem was telling Avraham over here, it's incredible, is you have to conquer your Midas Harachamim. That's your Yetzer. In this situation, it's not Yitzha Tov, it's Yitzha Hara. For whatever reason, I, Hashem, don't want Yishmael over here. And Sarah doesn't want Yishmael hanging around over here. So don't be such a nice guy. The challenge sometimes is to throw the person out. So that's where Rav Sternbach says. Now, he doesn't stop over there. Then he brings it a little bit into the contemporary world. And now I'm going to have my response. And he says, you know, sometimes we have to be very loving of every Jew. But sometimes we have to take a stance, you know, and when we see the secular influence, we have to stand up against it and throw it out. And uh, be, he's not telling people to throw rocks. I don't think that's a style or even eggs, but you have to stand up. And we sometimes as the Haredim, as the religious Jews, we can't always have rachamim on people. You have rachamim on people, you're going to end up destroying uh, our society. So I have a response to Rav Sternbach, who has a beautiful insight. I won't challenge it because it definitely works out with Avraham. But you have to go a little bit further. If you look into Chazal, the Pirkei de Rebbe Eliezer, although Yishmael was sent away from the home, this was not the end of the relationship between Avram and Yishmael. Avraham maintained a very strong relationship <coughs> with Yishmael. He used to go visit him. And the Medrash, I don't have time now for the Medrash, an incredible Medrash that I should do in the Medrash here, but I'm not, that he would go visit Yishmael. And Yishmael was able to see it did have some kind of impact on his house. Avraham would come and he would give brachos to him. Sometimes Yishmael wasn't there because you know, he had a business outside. 
murder for hire, murder for hire, avodah zarah. But he'd come back to the house, and uh, his wife would say, "Hey, the father-in-law was here today. Avram was here." And ultimately, he knew she'ad achshav that even till now, rachameyaviv a love that my father has rachmanus on me. He understood why he couldn't be around Yitzchak, but uh, he was karachim of Abanim. So some sort of reconciliation is important, even if you have to act not with the Midas HaRachimim, with the Midas HaDin. And I just want to conclude, this is a bit much bigger idea when you look into the life of Avraham as the model for all of us. Look at Lot. You know, Lot's trouble, but Avraham always finds his way, you know, back with Lot, even though they, they, they separated. Avraham goes to save Lot. So there's a very interesting uh, Rashi, you know, Rashi points out, and I'm going to flip in this thing to Pesach Torah. You'll see here, in our Parsha this week, somehow we have Pesach. There's an assumption in Chazal, at least one track in Chazal, that the Avos and their uh, people that they influenced, they already knew that in the Jewish tradition there would be this concept of Pesach. So you actually have a Rashi in this week's Parsha that says, Lod serve the guests matzah. I spoke last night how much wine he served them. And you have a Rashi in this week's Parsha that Avraham served Ugos. So it looks a little bit like a stira, right? Avraham is basically within a day or two. Avraham serving chametz, and uh, Lod is serving matzah. What's happening over here? So the Sifzik HaChamim points out, it was Ugos matzos. He was serving matzah ashira. That's why it's called Ugos. You see, Lod wasn't willing to give the good matzah to the guests. He kept the good matzah for himself. But the real point over here is that we see that Avraham continues to influence people even people that were forcefully separated from him, which was Hashem's desire. And I think this is the model for all of us. You know, the Rambam tells us in Hilchus Talmud Torah that we're not supposed to keep in a classroom a student that's ruining it for everyone else. You have to be a fine person. But you know what the Rambam says in the next line? If you're not behaving properly, then the goal and hopefully the short-term goal is to bring him or her back in. It's not to keep them permanently banished. Sometimes you have to rehabilitate somebody. There's a uh, famous Satma Rebbe Vart, where the Satma Rebbe said, what do we do? We break, you know, the middle matzah when it comes to Pesach. And the Satma Rebbe sounds like Rav Sternbach, you can understand. He said, sometimes you have to throw him out. You know, we love, we, we love all Jews, but if they're having a bad influence, so I heard a response, this is Rabbi Shlomo Einhorn, he used to be a Rebbe in uh, one of my kids' Rebbeim. So he said, beautifully, he said, yeah, but what do we do with that broken piece of matzah? That broken piece of matzah is the one that we cherish the most. That's the afikomen. And at the end, we bring it back to the table. So this is a, an attitude. Yishmo is banished, but he's never fully banished. Lot is banished, but he's not fully banished. And you do end up at the end, although it doesn't always work out this way, we have Ayikbaru Oso Yitzhak Yishmal. We see Yitzhak and Yishmal back together again at the death of Avram Avinu. Okay, so maybe they made up at the Leviah. Doesn't usually work that way. Rashi tells us over here, based on Chazal, Mikansha Asa Yishmal Tshuva. We see that at the end of Yishmal's life, he did some form of Tshuva. Again, we weren't willing to make him Yitzhak Avinu, but he's Yishmal. And how do we know that he did shuva? So it's beautiful Rashi. Rashi says, because Yitzchak's name is before Yishmael. In the past, Yishmael never would have allowed Yitzchak to walk in front of him. He would have knocked him off. So we see a certain attitude of Avraham that even in a parsha where there's forced separation, 
it's never a permanent separation, and the Midas Harachamim is always able to find its way to the surface.